Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Art House Rewind. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And I'm Arliss. And we're here to talk things all film, art, and culture in Billings, Montana, particularly around Art House Billings and the Babcock Theater. Uh, so I'm sure most of you have already known, but... Uh, this week it is still Spider-Man, a whole nother week of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, a pretty great uh, superhero film that we've got uh, one more week of, so uh, be sure to check that one out before June 15th at the Babcock. Uh, it's a lot of fun and uh, well worth seeing on the big screen. So that's the big schedule news for this week, but uh, yeah. Speaking of Spider-Man, we've got some fun things to talk about Spider-Man. So first off, guys, what did you think of the new movie? I really liked it. I mean, I think, I, spoiler alert, it's a setup movie. So mm-hmm. um, I am well set up and the artwork in it, again, is pretty groundbreaking, pretty yeah. beautiful. I mean, there's just even just, you know, we found out so much about that first one of like, <clears throat> certain people are in different frame rates based on, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so this one, I'm just excited to see all of the Easter eggs that people find. Cause I found myself watching the background more than I was watching the foreground. Yeah. Um, just expecting and finding little, little things here and yeah. there. Um, and so I, I really liked it. I think is when you can kind of watch over and over again and figure out different stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, the, the art is definitely the, the main star of the character for me of, or main star of the film of just different styles going across. And especially if you read, you know, comics from across the generations, like you can see how that style influences different characters and that. So it's, it's pretty impressive to see, you know, the first one into the spider verse was so, groundbreaking in its sense that this just seems to have just nudged it just a little bit further that, you know, it doesn't just feel like a copy paste of the last film. So RLS. And yeah, like Jake said, it is definitely a setup movie, which I kind of had a strong reaction to, to it being a setup movie, but then rewatching, rewatched it again and just sitting with it. I do like it. I did end up liking it more than the first Spider-Verse movie, but even though the Spider-Verse movie does, first mm-hmm. one does have a lot of, like you said, a lot of groundbreaking stuff, it was, to me, I wasn't really that big on the ensemble part of it. Gotcha. I was more a fan of just Miles' yeah. story, and then this one did feel more of just like yeah. Miles and Gwen, and just kind of sure. thumbed it down to more like serious topics, especially felt. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I enjoy this one more, too. I also would say that the one thing I did like more about the first one was there was more humor I felt like in the first one this one feels not that it doesn't have some humor to it but it just seems much less like joke after joke after joke like the first one was yeah so all right well in that um let's move on to our topic for the week Jake yeah so something we thought we would talk about for this podcast uh because there are quite a few of them at this point but what is our, our favorite iteration of Spider-Man? Um, and then uh, what our favorite villain from the Spider-Man universe is. is. So um, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and start us off for movie. I think I really liked what Far From Home did. Um, just the culmination of all of those. Oh, wait, it was No, no, way, no home. way Home. No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No Way Home. Um, just the culmination of, of the Maguire and the Garfield and 
what it meant kind of thing. And so, and the villains all coming together in that one too. I mm-hmm. thought that one was well done. Yep. And, uh, I really do like that one too, but, uh, my favorite has to be Spider-Man two, but it's only because I did certainly grow up sure. grow up yep. with that movie. And plus it's more like my age now, I identify with like the identity crisis that he's going through and sure. just that cringe humor that goes on in that movie. I find it pretty funny. So, yeah. Is that yeah. the pizza dance one or is three pizza dance? Three is the pizza dance oh, one. Yeah. Three Brian? Exist. Um, I would probably say, um, and honestly, it was probably Into the Spider-Verse is the first one that yeah. I really connected with, even though I was like the perfect age for those Sam Raimi ones. Yeah. Like I just was never really into it that much. Um, like, in retrospect, I can say that, yeah, they're great movies, but they just didn't really speak to me. It was just, like, another superhero movie, just like X-Men or sure. Daredevil or any of those others that came out around that time. Sure. So, I felt like the marketing behind it was pretty crazy, because I remember, like, the Dr. Pepper can And maybe mm-hmm. I was just at that ripe age yeah. that I was being marketed to on the television kind of thing. But yeah. it just felt like everything had that Spider-Man, Green Goblin, like stuff on it for that whole year it felt like but yeah for me for me i really enjoyed the the take with miles morales and also just like familiar but different it's like yeah he gets bit by the spider but it's it is its own different universe and its own different things of like it's not this story that i've absorbed through osmosis the last three years so yeah, and I think that that Spider-Verse also gave us to the, like, full absurdity of, yeah. like, I mean, we're looking at Spider-Pig, yeah. you know what I mean, and, and Spider-Noir, and you know what I mean, kind of thing of, like, they can make whatever they want and attach mm-hmm. Spider-Man to it, and it makes sense because of the way that they did it. I don't know that you can get away with that yeah. in a, you know, f- a feature exactly. rather than animation. Yeah. yeah. So, and then villains... Uh, Jake, who would be your favorite villain? I have been freaked out my entire life by Willem Dafoe. Mm, And it's probably mainly from his ability to be the Green Goblin. Um, And so that to me, he's he's just a weird man. And I think that he is by far the most iconic. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And especially... Going all the way up from the No Way Home, he's like the scariest yeah. one in that movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they um, they did good in No Way Home of not hiding him under the helmet the whole time. Yep, that you can really see him kind of chew the scenery more yep. instead of just a voice under the, under a hood, essentially. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really, I, I, I agree. Willem Dafoe is great, but. Uh, I do goddess is from Spider-Man to Doc Ock. I've yeah. been, always been obsessed with wanting to have those arms. Yeah. It's just been, it was like a kid thing. Do you like yeah. the Alfred Molina's take on I it? I do. Yeah. Yep. So I was pretty excited that he came back for No Way Home. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Side- sidebar on Alfred Molina. He's the, the guide at the opening of, um, Raiders. Raiders. Of Dark, yeah. And, like, there's a super funny behind the scenes of, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's his first credit, his first film credit. I think so, yeah. And 
Steven Spielberg's telling him, like, is it okay if I just put spiders on you? And he's like, yeah, okay, I guess. I mean, you're Steven Spielberg, and I'm here trying to work in a movie and just <laughs> putting tarantulas on his back. Would you be able to do that, Jake? No. honestly, me neither. <laughs> I, you know, though, like, honestly, if you were like, Steven Spielberg really wants you to do this, I think I'd try. Yeah, no. I feel like I, I would definitely get into, get give in to the peer pressure. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I think I could do better with the idea that they're on my back better than if they were like visual. On my chest. Yeah, like if I don't have you to see it, I think stare, I can stare do into it all their yeah. eyes. <laughs> Ryan, what about you for villain? Is there one that stands out to you? Honestly, it probably is Doc Ock as well from Alfred Molina's and Spider-Man Two. I was definitely the the highlight of that film for me was right. watching him play that villain the way he did. And I think that something that's interesting and just in my head, immediate head for the Spider-Man villain is they do a good job of telling their story of mm-hmm. why they did what they did yeah. to get their powers, to try to harness the power of the sun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus you watch some other things and it's like, you just know that's the bad guy because they, he's yeah. the bad guy and he's trying to do wrong. I feel like everyone in the Spider-Man they're like trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I guess if I did have to do a an honorable mention that doesn't copy you guys, it would probably be Sandman from Three. Yeah, um, which I felt like kind of got a disservice done to it that they tried to shove uh, Venom, Venom in there, in there too. as well, yeah. and that you know I think he had a really strong arc, um, and when he first gets particleized or whatever you want to say, and He's, you know, that that little segment of him trying to, like, pull himself together and trying to pick up things and he can't. Like, that's that's probably the best five minutes of that whole movie. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, and then he even falls victim to Peter Parker being affected by the venom and actually thinking he kills somebody. And, yeah. you know, I mean, even though in the previous movies he did kill him at the end, but this one it just seemed more, like, more rageful to get mm-hmm. done. So that was made some memorable in that. Absolutely. I, my honorable mention was going to be Venom, but I don't think we've had a really good screen portrayal, even though I do like Venom, Let There Be Carnage, but <laughs> only because that movie is really bad and I think they know what's bad. So a lot of it to me is just kind of like campy yeah. humor going on with that movie. <laughs> you like that. You like that one more than you liked Morbius though, didn't you? Yeah. Morbius. Uh, I <laughs> give us the out of ten, Arliss. What did Morbius get? It was get? a one out of ten. Wow. I might have had quite a few to get through that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's our recap of Spider-Man. But uh, again, reminder: until June fifteenth, we've got Spider-Man playing every day, and it is well worth checking out or seeing again, as we've only got that eight dollar ticket price. So uh, pretty. Pretty good way to see it again without, you know, digging too deep into the bank to do so. And uh, if there was any villains that we missed that are your guys' favorite, or if we completely forgot about a Spider-Man that you like, hit us up. I know that, is it Kingpin? Yeah. 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 Like, my only association with him is from Into the Spider-Verse, but I know that, um, you know, in other things, especially, was it the Daredevil? Yep. That he was pretty big in that. Um, like, I know that he's a pretty iconic villain, but I just have no experience with him. Yeah. The video game, he's a pretty big part okay. of the villain. 
and a movie we did miss is something that I have seen, the Spider-Man TV movie from 1977, directed <laughs> by E.W. Swackhammers. I, uh, saw it, I saw that when I was a kid. <laughs> yep. so. yeah, it was kind of funny when I watched it. So. <laughs> All right, well, I think that does it for this week. Go check out Spider-Man, and then after that, we've got a whole lot more good summer flicks coming up, so... ArthouseBillings.com to see all the great things happening at the Babcock the rest of the summer. And that's also where we will let you know what's going on with Art House when we're ready to make that announcement as well. So, uh, gentlemen, anything else? That's it. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.